This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't sing, I don't dance, you won't track here anymore. Kelly, 30, with a puzzled look on her face, stares at Bradley, 33, as he sips hot chocolate from a paper cup. Kelly and Bradley sit in a small cafe in Nashville, Tennessee. Bradley has recently revealed to Kelly that he has never consumed a full cup of coffee, and Kelly is currently wondering why she has chosen to spend the weekend entertaining a man who has not experienced such a ubiquitous beverage. Bradley is enjoying his hot chocolate. Well, I'm fucked. I'm really glad you said that. It's weird that you've never had coffee before. That's not like a normal thing for a guy your age, especially one who's into food and drinking. Like, how did you even get through college? Oh, no. I meant I'm fucked because I put hazelnut creamer in this hot chocolate, and I don't think I'm going to be able to have hot chocolate again without it. And I've heard this stuff causes all kinds of health problems. Given the amount of burgers I eat, I probably don't need another thing giving me high cholesterol. You know what doesn't give you high cholesterol? Coffee. Why don't you drink it? I just never have. My mom would get these migraines when I was a kid, and I would see that, and I don't want to get migraines. I don't want to get hooked like that. I hate headaches. Do you drink soda? Not since I was a kid. So in the morning, you're just awake? Well, no, I'm basically tired all the time. <laughs> I don't understand why you keep yourself from drinking coffee. Do you smoke cigarettes? No. So you do get it. It's the same as that. It's not the same as that. Cigarettes cause lung cancer, heart disease, they stain your teeth, give you bad breath, gum cancer, emphysema. Coffee stains your teeth and gives you bad breath too. Brad, it's not the same. Maybe not, but your accent comes out more when you're frustrated, and I just love it. Well, you're a little bit of an asshole. I meant that as a good thing. I'm not great with compliments. So, if I told you I've been having a really good time down here with you, would that make you uncomfortable? Very. Let's go. I know of a big plate of barbecue with your name on it, and we need to hustle before the line gets crazy. Kelly and Bradley enter Kelly's car and begin driving toward a famous family-style restaurant in Nashville's Germantown neighborhood. Bradley stirs in his seat before asking. So you just, like, don't talk about your feelings ever? Not really. I don't like it. Are your parents still married? Yep. Are they affectionate with each other? Yes, Brad. I don't want to talk about my parents' marriage either. I thought we were going to have a fun weekend. Okay, fine. We can talk about coffee again. Another reason I don't want to drink coffee is because doesn't it make you go to the bathroom all the time? (laughs) I'm not much more excited to talk about this topic than I was about the last. But it doesn't do that to me, and I don't think I'd tell you if it did. You can tell me about your poops. I don't mind. I mind. That does remind me. I need to buy toilet paper while we're out. I haven't bought toilet paper at a store in, like, forever. I don't understand what you're saying to me right now. You don't buy toilet paper? You have food delivery services here, right? Yes, Brad. This is Nashville, not Kigali. All right, all right. Well, when I'm running low on teepee, I order breakfast from a bodega that has an egg sandwich I like. They also sell toilet paper, so I throw that onto the order, and I'm good for however long those rolls last. That's also weird. I wouldn't want to have to think about toilet paper while I'm thinking about what I want for breakfast. I definitely don't worry about that. Ever. Total separation in my mind. I can't. Sure you can. Like, when you're at a restaurant, do you not go to the bathroom because you don't want to mix food and BMs in your mind? BMs? You sound like my grandma. Also, this is just like the cigarettes. This is not the same thing. Your analogies are the worst. Maybe, but I'm still the motherfucker who doesn't have to go to the grocery store to buy doo-doo paper. Well, I don't think we have any restaurants that will deliver toilet paper, but just because I can't get toiletries in Grubhub doesn't mean we don't have grocery delivery. New York isn't that special. All you have that we don't have is good public transportation. Plus, you don't have anything like this restaurant we're about to go to. Come on, it's going to blow your mind. A lot more than TP delivery. With Bradley out of town, 
Michael finds himself feeling rudderless and without plans. He reaches out to Luke, 42, a former colleague that he enjoyed spending time with during his married years. Luke's marriage fell apart around the same time as Michael's, but for very different reasons. Luke's wife, Jeanette, was an actress working in a small, off-Broadway production of Andraxton the Conqueror, a tale of political intrigue set in a post-apocalyptic future. Jeanette's co-star was former Millie Vanilli singer, or rather, performer, Fabrice Morvan. After months of rehearsals and daily performances, Jeanette broke the news to Luke that she had fallen in love with Fabrice and she would be dissolving the marriage. Luke, a proud man, did not take the news that his wife was leaving him for the one surviving member of Millie Vanilli Well. Michael meets Luke at a French bistro near Luke's apartment in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Hey Mike, how old do I look? I don't know, man. What do you mean? Well, I'm on all the dating apps, and now I'm realizing that I'm getting pre-filtered by every girl in their 20s and 30s because, at best, they're looking for men up to, like, 39. So I'm thinking about making a fake Facebook profile that says I'm 32 so I can start meeting younger women. No, 32 is too young. You do not look 32. I look good, man. I'm not saying you don't look good, man. I'm just saying you do not look 32. All right, 33? No, you look 38 at best, buddy. Don't get me wrong, you look good. But you're much more salt than pepper at this point. Also, do you really want to carry around the weight of that lie? Like, eventually you're going to have to fess up to it. It would just be to get past the filters. I would write in my bio that I'm 42. Yeah, but a girl swipes right on a 32-year-old and then finds out he's 42? That's going to be a turnoff for her. Man, these apps are bullshit. Yeah, dude, but are you really having that much trouble meeting people in the world? I just don't like the ecosystem of these apps. I like to meet people in person. When you're older, it just works better. Because online, they just don't like the number. I met this 22-year-old Russian the other day, and she's amazing. And she's into me. And you didn't meet her on the app, right? Nah. Nadia works at the salon where I get my hair cut. She's one of the assistants. She was washing my hair before the cut, and she did it for a really long time, you know? I mean, way longer than normal. She was definitely throwing me some heat. Kept leaning over me and putting her tits in my face... She was rubbing my head all slowly, kept, you know, making deep eye contact with me. I knew she wanted to fuck me. So you asked her out? I did. And dude, we've been fucking nonstop for two months. <laughs> She's amazing. I've had to start taking Viagra just to keep up with her. You need Viagra? No, I wouldn't say need. You ever try it? No, never have. Dude, it keeps you hard all fucking day. We had sex eight times in one day. <laughs> oh, that's at least six more times in my record. But is it hard to finish? No way, man. I'm like a fountain on it. You gotta give it a try. I definitely will. Uh, wait. Do, do you like her? <laughs> I like fucking her. It's not like it's exclusive or anything. She's seeing other guys. Like she told me about this Wall Street guy and, and some Egyptian dude. It's fine. I'm seeing other women. I just have too much love inside me. I don't need to know what's going on inside you right now. Actually, dude, what are you doing tonight? Me? I got nothing, man. Alright, good. I'm going with her to this sex party. Nadia's bringing a bunch of her girlfriends, and she told me to bring some guys. You want to go? To a sex party? Like an orgy? Yeah, well, kind of. I don't know, man. I've never been to anything like that before. How does that even work? Hey, don't worry about it. Just come. It's going to be amazing. You'll have fun. Trust me. Michael realized that with Bradley out of town and no date scheduled, only fear of the unknown was holding him back from accepting Luke's offer. Okay, man. I'm in. But I'm Googling orgy etiquette first. Back in Nashville, 
Bradley and Kelly are post-coital in Kelly's bed. Kelly stands up to use the lavatory and get ready for the dinner reservations she made for the two of them. Bradley holds her by the hand as she lifts herself off the bed, keeping her from walking away. Are we rushing to dinner? The sex helped, but I'm still pretty full from lunch. Yes, I made this reservation right after I got back from New York. I've been thinking about this meal ever since then. We are going. Trust me, you're going to love it. Kelly walks to the lavatory. Bradley raises his voice so Kelly can hear him from the lavatory. I was actually surprised you were down for sex. I was feeling a little static from you before lunch. Being hangry doesn't agree with me, but I feel much better now and I'm having fun with you here. And I'm also so excited for dinner. You know, since I started this burger blog, I've met all these women who can put away food more than I can, present company included, but I'm still impressed. Well, yeah, why else would you start a food blog if you didn't love food? I don't know. I mean, I started mine because I was unemployed and bored and had a lot of opinions. That sounds like a less fun reason to get started. Your blog is pretty negative most of the time. I wouldn't say it's negative. It's it's probing. If a restaurant overcooks my dry-aged burger that costs $10 more than the regular burger, I'm going to say that you're getting ripped off by upgrading. But it's food. It should be fun. Right, but I think a lot of the fun leads your followers to think that restaurants you go to are better than they are. I think you're overestimating how much anyone really cares about what we say. Then why are we even saying things? Because it's fun. I guess I think about things differently than that. Yeah, you overthink everything. Speaking of which, uh, when do you think I'll be seeing you after I head back to New York tomorrow? I don't know. I'm going to be pretty busy until the summer, so it might be a couple months. Oh, uh, that's a bummer. But we knew what we were getting into here, right? Yeah, true. Hey, I'm uh, heading to France, Spain, and Italy for a few weeks in May. Why don't you come on one of my stops? I'm sure we could find some great eats in Europe. Really? Kelly walks from the lavatory back to the bed. She sits down and throws her arms around Bradley's shoulders. I think that'd be so fun. Yeah, I mean, I could probably come for a little bit. I've never been to Spain. Yay! Kelly pulls Bradley in close. Bradley closes his eyes and smiles as he feels Kelly's hair against his face. I really like you. Kelly pulls away from the embrace and sits facing Bradley. I think we shouldn't talk like that. I'm not great at these kinds of things, and we're not going to be seeing each other most of the time. (laughs) Worried you're going to break my heart? Kind of. I should probably be running from this, huh? I've learned that I should believe people when they say things like that to me. I don't know what to say, Brad. I just think we'll have a good time in Europe together, but you need to stop overthinking all of this. Bradley thinks for a moment, then says, All right, I agree. I'll see you in Barcelona. Bradley hugs Kelly and smiles, but in his mind he knows that his words are untrue. He has caught feelings and no amount of warning can save him now. Managemental, managemental, sounds like metal, but it's not. That's it. That's it. We're done. Two experienced managers and industry professionals bring you insight into their take on the modern-day music business and how they mentally approach the profession of management. So join Blasco of Mercenary Management and Mike Mowry of Outer Loop Management and a showcase of new music with a slant towards developing artists. Sounds like a cool podcast. And just like last week, we want to remind you that Mike Mowry, who hosts Managemental, is the CEO of Jabberjaw Media the podcast network with which we are affiliated. So please listen to him and tell him, write him emails and tell him that we told you to do that and that you love it and that you love us. 
You can find Managemental as well as Tool to Date on the Jabberjaw Podcasting Network. Beautiful. You can also follow Blasco on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313 and Mike Mowry on Twitter and Instagram at Michael Loop. After an afternoon of research, Michael arrives at Luke's apartment. He is more informed, but still has questions left unanswered. Michael is greeted at the door by one of Luke's friends. They make their way into the living room, where two more gentlemen are sitting. Luke can be heard from his bedroom, having a heated telephone conversation. Hey, so have you guys ever been anything like this before? What's wrong with my dick, huh? What's wrong with my dick? To a sex party? I've been to a couple before, yeah. You've never been? Uh, no, never actually. Do you guys mind if I ask you a few questions? Sure. Normally in these situations, I will introduce each new character along with their age and general description of their life. In this particular case, it has been deemed unnecessary as all three of Luke's friends are essentially indistinguishable from one another. They are all between the ages of 27 and 30 and all work with Luke at a small tech startup in Brooklyn. Each man was born in the suburbs of northern New Jersey and has been living in Brooklyn for three to five years. Their biographies inform Luke's character much more than their own as Luke's group of friends is a reflection of his desire to remain young and in touch with popular culture. So what's the male-to-female ratio like at these places? It's not bad, actually. They're set up so that the women can come alone, but a guy has to bring a girl. That's why we're meeting up with Luke's girl and her friends before we go. That's smart. Okay, I was afraid it would be like a 10 men for every woman type of thing, and then it'd be like super competitive and just some weird male mating ritual in there. Nah, it's pretty even. What do you mean it smells funny? So what should I wear? Like, I mean, is it fancy? Is it going to be classy in there? Should I? Is it more focused on being comfortable? Or is it somewhere in the middle? Is it like a business casual thing in there? Well, you're already wearing jeans, so that doesn't really matter. That's the thing. I actually brought a bunch of extra clothes because I just wasn't sure. I even brought a mask because I wasn't sure if it was like an eyes wide shut thing going on in there. Uh, maybe change into something a little classier? Look nice. It's like anything else. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Know what I mean? As long as they aren't awkward to take off, you're good. Fine, hey, fine. But I don't see what makes him so special. Okay, so what's the shoe situation like? Because I feel like at some point tonight I'm going to be naked, but I don't want to be barefoot in some gross bar with a bunch of bodily fluids all over the ground. There aren't bodily fluids everywhere. It's not a porno shoot, bro. It's a sex party. They keep it relatively clean. There's not like a river of semen anywhere. Just keep your shoes on until you go back into one of the rooms. Okay, cool. That will, that answers my next question. So there are individual rooms, right? Or, wait, is it like one giant room with a bed and everyone is there at the same time? Uh, I haven't been to this club before, but the one I went to, you find a woman you want, you talk to her for a bit, if there's a mutual interest, you go into a room, and fuck. There's no fucking out in the open. I assume this will be similar. But if not, whatever, just roll with it. Why does it matter to me? Are you, are you fucking serious right now? Okay, um, what about condoms? Do I bring condoms? Yes, it's polite and gentlemanly to bring a condom. I was at a party that had some available, but they were the cheapo off-brands. Well, normally I... My first party, these two girls pulled me into a room, and I got so excited that I just erupted immediately. The rest of the night, I wasn't able to get it up again. Oh, and you could also bring a little bottle of lube if you can. Like this one. Oh, I, I don't have lube. Well, you know, next time, I guess. Okay, so those women that came up to you, that's, that's actually another question. How will I know if the other woman wants to have sex with me? What if she doesn't want me at all? Like, is there a special hand gesture, or does she say something, just to signify that she's not interested? Well, at that one party, there was a rule that men could not approach women. Women made the first move. I'm not sure if this place is like that or not. Either way, you don't go up to her and shout, Do you want to fuck? in her face. Be nice. It's like any other situation. Talk to them like a person. Make her laugh. 
then confidently ask if she would like to go in the other room with you. She'll say no if she's not interested, and if she says no, just say thanks for the honesty and walk away. Okay, cool, that makes sense. Are there any other social norms I should avoid? Like, like should I avoid eye contact with someone if they're having sex? Yes, avoid the devil's stare down. I don't know, bro, just don't be a creep. If someone is making out or got their hands down someone's pants, don't oogle them. Let them do their thing. Oh, that's great. Really fucking mature. Really fucking mature there. Uh, another question. Um, are there homosexual acts there? Probably. If you were looking to explore that, I'm sure there are people who are game. Oh, no, it's not that. I'm just curious. Uh, just so you know, I'm cool with everything. I'm just curious as to what kind of things I can expect to see there. Okay, let's say I go there and I actually meet someone I, I genuinely like. Would it be rude to ask them on a date afterward? Uh... Probably. This is a sex club, buddy. It's not meant for dating. Everyone's just there for some physical play, and that's it. Okay, cool. Um, well, that's my... Okay, that's page one. I've, I've only got a few more. Fine, 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 fine. Goodbye. Fine. Goodbye. Luke storms out of his bedroom and marches to the living room. He takes a deep breath and addresses the group. Damn it, gentlemen. It's off. I can't even believe this. It's off. The orgy is off. Whoa, what, what happened? Fucking Egyptians, man. Fucking Egyptians? What are you talking about? All right. Fucking last night, Nadia and I ran out of condoms, and I wanted to have sex with her one more fucking time. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, geez. And she said she wouldn't fuck me without a condom. I made some joke about her always making everyone she sleeps with wear condoms, and she casually mentions there's this Egyptian dude she's fucking, and she goes bareback with the fucking guy. She, like, trusts him or something. She trusts him more than me? I pretend to be cool with it, but of course it really fucking bothers me. I mean, what the fuck, man? But why does it bother you? Just She's just a little more comfortable with him. She probably has more history with him or something. Just relax. Relax? What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm not dirty, all right? There's no reason that she should do it with him without a condom and not me. There's no reason that I can't fuck her bareback just like him. What the fuck is the difference between him and me? Give me a fucking break. All right, look. Why does some fucking Egyptian dude get to go bareback with her while I gotta suffocate my dick inside a condom? But you keep mentioning he's Egyptian. Does that part bother you? No, no, no. It's not that. I I don't know. It's... I just... You know what? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. It does bother me. I don't think that makes me wrong. Fuck it. Whoa, man. I guess Luke's a little racist. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Alright, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that, okay? Alright, let's just make that clear. I didn't mean that. I was just angry, okay? The, well, the fucking orgy's off anyway. Doesn't matter. You guys want to just hang here and marathon the skin on Netflix? Yeah, sure, buddy. That sounds great. Um, I have a favor to ask, though. Do you uh, do you have any sweatpants or anything? I took your advice earlier, and I found someone who has Viagra, and I took a couple, and now I'm fucking rock hard. Um, and I just need some room to stretch out a little. <laughs> a little rock hard. I like that. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. I have a bunch. Anyone else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. fucking hard right now. Too Old Today was created by Mike Tanzillo and Brad Garoon. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Our theme music is Loveless by GoGo Ghost. Stalk us on social media at Too Old Today. If you have questions, comments, or the unbearable desire to be an angry troll, email us at info at tooltoday.com. Want to share your dating stories? Give us a call at 718-559-1040 and leave us a message with your story. If we get really good ones, we'll play them on the show. For more info, visit tooltodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows, pay for more dates, and <clears throat> maybe give the narrator a raise. 
Jackets This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.